Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. I was trying to ask the Lord, I was like, what, you know, I I love you guys sending questions and stuff, but during this uh, specific time of prayer and fasting, I just felt that, you know, we need to hone in and get a specific prayer going because there are things we want specifically. And if we get them, we can move on. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole thing is we don't have a lot of time to just goof off, to be like, hey, I've got, you know, some, uh, what, what is it where it's like unknown prayer, not unknown, uh, unspoken, unspoken prayer requests. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to say this or Lord, I just need, you know, the blessings. Well, what is it that we need? What is it specifically that you need? Is it the finances? Is it, you know, I need this for my family. I need, let, let's be specific. Let's, because it wastes time if we're just doing these general prayers and we're just like, oh, whatever, Sarah, Sarah, whatever I get, whatever may be, you know. And, and so, no, our job, especially we, we've, we've taken the time, we've pushed the plate away. We said, listen, these 21 days, I'm going after what God has for me. And listen, we're coming up to day 21. I don't want anyone feeling discouraged. If you're like, listen, I pressed in for a miracle. I pressed in for this breakthrough. I pressed in to see a change in this. And we're coming up on day 21 and you know, this and that, and I'm not seeing it. Don't you ever get discouraged. Discouragement, lies, that feeling of heaviness is from the enemy. We're going to press in. This is, this is not the only time that we're pressing in. It's not one and done. We do our 121 day fast. No, our lifestyle will continue. Yes, we may incorporate, well, not may, we will incorporate food again. But what? We don't give up our time with the Lord. We don't give up our time of dedication. We don't give up our time of prayer and going after it and increasing our faith. So don't you dare get discouraged. I'm here to tell you that we're still going to see miracles. We're still going to press in. We're still going to be believing God when we get past day 21. Um, In fact, uh, I want you to join us on Sunday, the 22nd, as we break the fast with communion. We call it our miracle meal. I want you to join us. Uh, You can see that we want to hear both. We want to hear prayer requests at miracleword.com forward slash prayer. And we want to hear your testimonies. I got testimonies that have been flooding in. We're going to share our testimonies that what God's done for Ted and I with you on the broadcast. And so miracleword.com forward slash testimony. So we want to hear both because we, we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So what we're going to be able to read, what we're going to be able to rejoice in with you is going to set someone else free and encourage them. And then what you're believing for on the other side, if you're sending in a prayer request and you're saying, I don't have my testimony yet. Well, guess what? You're joining with us. Our faith is with you. And then everyone else that's watching when we pray, we're joining our faith together. And there is unity and there's strength. And I'm, I'm just so excited about it because every year should be a different year. Every year should be a year of increase. Every year should be a year of more provision and greater faith and more miracles and more testimonies, right? Like we shake off that I'm not going to be the prayer project anymore. I'm the one that people are coming uh, for prayer for because they see the fruit in my life. They see the evidence. They see that things are happening. And that's what we are standing up to be so we can raise up the next ones. Hey, Liz, thank you so much. Hey, Rochelle. So that's what we're going to be doing on Sunday. So mark your calendar, put your alarm on your phone. We'll see. We changed it from nine o'clock. We're going to do it earlier that day so we can spend a little extra time with you. And we're going to break the fast. And we're just like, like I told you, when I did the broadcast at the beginning of the fast, I see it like a catapult. There's 21 days. It's pulling us back. I kind of, I feel like every year on the 21 day fast and prayer time, it, that's what I get a vision of. It's like a catapult and it's being pulled back, pulled back, pulled back. 
and we're doing this time of, of you know, setting ourselves apart and then 21 launched right into what God has us running into. So I'm so excited to be with you on the break of the fast and to share what God has done for us during these 21 days. I'm super excited and um, I'm just going to have to move on because then I end up spilling the beans and then Ted will be mad that he didn't get to spill the beans first. <laughs> anyway, make sure if you haven't yet signed up for our magazine, our winter edition has been released. It's getting into everybody's home. Uh, you can do it at miracleword.com forward slash live. If you haven't gotten it, make sure you are signed up or if you've moved, a lot of people say, well, I didn't get it. And then we find out they have a new address. Um, we don't get words of knowledge on people's new addresses. So if you want to um, receive what we have for you, you're going to have to call into the ministry or write in, and we will be happy to change that for you in our system. But make sure you get it because we've got Ted Talks about the year of transformation. Alex has an article about I never knew how to cultivate a life of intimacy and knowing who you are in Christ and keeping it. And then I wrote an, an article on preparing for a miracle. We prepare for everything else. We prepare for uh, kids' education and vacations and um, saving up to buy a home. And But you know what? In this, in this article, I'm talking about how you're going to prepare for a miracle and get it and stick with it and move on. So... Make sure you get a copy of our magazine. Um, and if you didn't get it when we sent them all out, you still can get it digital or we're happy to send it to you in, in the mail. All right, let's get into it. Um, we're talking about prayer today and seeing results. Talking about prayer today and seeing results. Um, the first point I want to make, just two points when I talk about prayer today, is going to be... <clears throat> Um, how we enter into it. The Bible says, <clears throat> excuse me, have a drink. And Maddie, okay, she zoomed out. I was like, did you zoom in on me taking a drink? All right, we're going to start off our prayer time by not going in with, I want, I want, I want, oh yeah, and God, I want. No. What does the Bible say in Psalm 104? It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, go into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. So what we're going to be doing at the beginning of our prayer time, night, morning, in the car, you know, I kind of have to snatch it whenever I can. I get up before the kids, I do my reading uh, and, and devotion time like that, but that's not it throughout the day. I, I put on music. I dance around the house. I mean, like, I just had a, a session with Brooklyn the other night. I put on praise music when I was doing laundry, and we just took off in, in the kitchen. She's dancing. She's like, my side hurts, you know, like, because she had just eaten dinner, and I'm, we're dancing and doing a praise break. But, you know, I, I'll, I'll thank him. I was lifting my hands in the kitchen and just thanking him for everything I have and my, my health and my family and what he's done and what he's going to do, what I have asked him for. I was thanking him and calling it in. So when we're doing our prayer time, it's important that we start off with, let me talk about you, Lord. Let me brag on you. When you brag on Jesus, he always shows up without a doubt, without a doubt. And so we're going to start off our prayer time with praising God and declaring his, his glory. In 2 Chronicles 20, I love that story. Um, I'm not going to read it to you except this, um, this, yeah, I'll just read this one verse. But here we are. We know I've, I've preached on this before. It's, you can get a lot of messages out of this one story, but this is where they, what? They sent the singers out first. They, they praised the Lord and army destroyed. Nobody had to fight. It was just praise. So it's a great um, story on how praise goes before you. Praise confuses your enemy. Praise, you know, so here you are starting your prayers with the Lord confusing your enemy. You might not feel like it. I don't feel like it. I'm, let's just be real. I do not wake up every morning, you know, like uh, a Disney princess. Hey, 
every day is gonna be a great day. And then I have like birds chirping on my windowsill and I'm just like sitting out like Cinderella and there's like mice, you know, you know, and then it, it, the sun is shining and no, that's not how I, that's not how I wake up every day. There's days where I'm like, listen, I don't really want to do this. There's other things I want to be doing this morning. Other ways I feel like I want to start my my morning. You know, sometimes I have to skip the gym. Uh, no, Bobby, I, that's you, Bobby. You're out. You're out where all the animals are. There's cows that come by your window and and sing, moo. <laughs> and so you wake up. You wake up. And you tell yourself, listen, this is how I'm going to start my day. And so I'm going to enter his courts with thanksgiving. I'm going to thank the Lord. Like I said, thank him for things you have. Thank him for things that he is, um, oh, grace. <laughs> that, that for things that you are, are getting ready to receive and things that you're calling in. You just thank him. You just praise his name. Because look what it did. It confused the enemy and then they won the war and then they had to go out to what? The Valley of the Blessing, if you read Second Chronicles 20, and pick up all the good things, all the spoil, all the equipment, all the money. You got dead people out there. There's some good things they got to get from them. It took them three days to receive the blessing. So you can take the story and we talk about praise all day long. But look where it says in verse 9. It says, so, so now they're asking God. They're praying. They're like, okay, there's an army coming against me. What am I getting ready to do? Verse 9 says, they said, whenever we are faced with calamity such as war, plague, or famine. All right. This, they're going before the Lord. Whenever we are faced with calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, replace things that happen today. Whenever we are faced with a bad report, whenever we're faced with a death in the family, whenever we're faced with um, a loss of job, whenever we're faced with, you know, an attack of, of fear and anxiety, we can Come to stand in your presence before the temple where your name is honored, right? Where your name is honored. So that brings you back to how am I going to start my prayers? I'm going into this. I'm starting this off, not with a list of I wants, but what? Who you are, God. What is your nature? How magnificent you are. There's no name above your name. You are the ultimate healer. You are the king of kings. You are the only one who can deliver. Okay? You know, so go into it that way. Stand in the temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us. And what? You'll tell us to come back another day? Oh, wait. It says leave a message. I'm busy and uh, I'll get back to you. Take a number. No, no, not, not at all. It says we can cry out to you to save us and you will hear us. And then what? There's an action that he always does. Will rescue us. So that's it. We're going to go before the Lord in prayer and we're going to thank him. We're going to go into his courts with thanksgiving and enter into his gates with praise. We're going to tell him how wonderful he is. That's how we should start off our prayer. Start off by bragging on our Lord, by bragging on our Savior. And like I said, whether you feel like it in the moment, you could be like, I am at total despair. I'm not where I want to be. I don't feel, my, feel like my life is up to par. I don't feel like I have um, any, any purpose. I don't feel like I can go on. I don't feel like I have the answers. I don't feel like I'm a good mom. I don't feel like I'm a good wife. Those are all lies from the enemy. All lies from the enemy. Because he said, listen, anytime there's calamity, anytime there's famine, anytime there's destruction, all you have to do is what? Cry out to save us and you will rescue us. 
So that's how we're going to start our prayer life. From now, and I know you've been doing it for the 21 days of prayer and fasting. I know Ted has taught on it on the broadcast. He's done twice a day. So, you know, you guys have been in the word and going forth with it. But that's how we're going to continue this year is going into it with thanksgiving and praise. Not just a list of woe is me, uh, I need this now, and I want this instantly. It's not that he's not going to, but he wants to know he's number one. He wants to know, listen, when you brag on me, I can't help but show up. When you reach out for his garment, he can't help but to let virtue leave him to enter your body. When you reach out for his goodness, when you call upon the name of the Lord, he will answer. The Bible says he's a strong tower and all who run into him are safe, right? All right, so that was number one. Praying with thanksgiving and praise. That's how we're going to start, praying with thanksgiving and praise. That's how you enter, right? You want to go before the Lord. You want to be in the holy of holies. You want to feel the glory. You want to be in his presence. We, th- there's a way to do it. We enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. All right, so now that we've done that, now that we've thanked him, now that we've praised him, now that we've honored his name, now that we're, we're in, now that we're in, right? Now what are we going to do? We're going to do number two. We're going to be specific in prayer. Specific in prayer. All right? This, I have a lot on, but we'll, we'll go through it. I wrote down a person who asks God for nothing won't be disappointed. <laughs> Listen, a person, and people do that. People like to be safe, right? Because it, 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 every, if I ask this specifically, I don't know if it's going to come through. But that, that's not how it works. That's not faith. That's not, we, we, he wants us to ask specifically. He doesn't want you to, you know, do a, a roundabout thing. He wants you to ask specifically. A person who asks God for nothing won't be disappointed. So, listen, And I said it, people are afraid if they pray specifically, they're setting themselves up for disappointment. And there's no faith in that prayer. No faith. Because it's just like, I don't know if, you know, that those people don't know God's will, what his will is for their life. We know that the word of God says it's a perfect and pleasing. It's a good will for us. Just one. There's not choices. He's got a perfect and pleasing will for our life. All right. Um, I know I, I think it was in I think it was in the complete guide to biblical fasting. Or maybe it was a field guide. One of these two, Ted wrote something and I had I had put it in my notes a long time ago. And he wrote, if you aren't praying specific um, prayers in Bible commands, how would you know if God answered your prayers? If you're not praying specific commands, okay, um, in uh, specific prayers in Bible commands, how would you know if God answered your prayers? It's a lot easier when you're specific and then when you get it, right? So when you go to the store, you're looking for a particular brand of drink or chips or whatever you want. So you're specific, that's the brand I want, that's what I wanna receive. So when you get it, you're not shocked, you're not like, where did this come from? You can eat it and move on. We're doing food analogies, obviously, because we haven't eaten for a while, so it's what's on our mind. on my heart (laughs) but it's just like that I'm gonna say specific prayers you're single what do you want in a husband you just want anybody you're just like give me someone fine and move on no 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 they're gonna get old fine might not always stay around and so let's 
have the qualities there? Is he a God-fearing man? Is he full of the Holy Ghost? Is, is he someone who is generous and a giver and has no problem? You know what I'm saying? Be specific. You can be specific on the looks. Yes, I want him to be fine, but I also have these specifics too. So you have to make a list, all right? If there's any guys watching that need a wife, do the same thing. Don't just get anybody. It, it, it lasts longer when you don't just get anybody. <laughs> and it's more enjoyable when you don't just get anybody. You have the one that God has for you. And so, you know, things with your children. There's things I'm not liking. There's things I want to see. Maybe you have children that have gone away from the Lord. Let's be specific. This, you know, let's, let's make lists, vision boards, whatever, whatever puts it in front of your eye to keep it in your thoughts so your confession stays right, then, Jamie, please, Lord, let him be fine. <laughs> so, I mean, that's why it's important that it's a specific prayer. So when it comes, we don't miss it because it came, but we weren't specific and we don't even know. Like, I, li I like it when you're specific because when the thing happens, you're like, God, boom, done, testimony. All right, next one. That was God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We don't have all the time in the world, right? One, Jesus is coming back. And two, time is natural. We're, we're moving with time. As time goes, we get older. As time goes, it passes us. So we don't want what God has for us here in our 30s, our 40s, our 50s, and, and so on. But, you know, we're not seeing it for like another 10 years. It's like, well, I, I wanted it then. I had it now. Let's be specific. Let's call it in, right? All right. Praying general prayers is not believing God will perform. There's no faith in general prayers. I said that a minute ago. If it works, great. If it doesn't, move on. I don't, I don't want that mentality when I pray. You don't want that mentality. Like I said before, there's no faith driving it. There's no faith. I, I, I've taught before as it being your firm foundation. Faith. There, just say it. I'm that person that's like, listen. And it's not that things I say don't like internally make me go, oh my gosh, did I just say that? Oh my gosh, like now I really have to believe it. You know what I mean? But I do it on purpose because it forces me to operate in faith. It forces me to make a vow to God and hold that vow. Because that's one thing I will not break. But it's, it's so funny because for me, it's like if I say it, then I, it forces me to do it because I say it. And I'm never going to look like a liar before God. I'm never going to look like a liar to people. I'm never... People will always know my word is top notch and my word is good. And when I say it, I mean it. So that's been my thing with the Lord is stepping out is I will say it before sometimes I even want to do it. Like I, my, my spirit man, you know, is saying it and then my flesh has to catch up. Right. <laughs> Has that happened to anyone else? Raise an emoji hand. You say it and you're like, Oop, I'm going to give what? I'm going to do what? <laughs> and then your flesh has to catch up to your spirit, man. But that's why we're going to be specific in our prayers, because we're going to say it. And then we're going to watch our spirit man's got it. We're going to watch our, our flesh bloop, fall right in line and catch up. Hey, Ted, good to see you. I hope I see you in Georgia when we go. I'll be there the second week. Um, in 1 John 5, 14 and 15, it says, This is the confidence we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us, and we know that he hears us in whatever we ask. Okay? Ask according to what? His will. His will. Find out what his will is for your life. Find out what his will is for your life. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, so there you go. You have to know. What does the knowing do? The knowing is the faith. 
the knowing is, listen, he heard me. I'm going to leave it in his hands. I'm casting all my cares upon the Lord for he cares for me. I'm going to take this off my shoulders, off of me, because there are battles where no physical thing can be done. It's straight. Now you feel like physical things could be involved. <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's going to be there are spiritual battles. There's kids we're calling back home into the Lord. There's family members. There's healings. There's things that, that have to stand ground in the supernatural. So it says, and we know, so there's our faith, that he hears us in whatever we ask. We know that we have the requests which we have asked from him. So we have to know that we know that we know. What does he have for us? What is prepared for us? And I'm going to receive it and know. And then you ask with boldness. You ask with faith. Because remember, we've thanked him, we've praised him, we're in that position, we've come into his presence, and now we're going to ask. All right. Um, we can ask God for anything, not just generalities. Pray for that specific, specific concern you have, knowing that the answer is within the will of God. Right? All right, John 15, seven through eight. I wrote it down this time. This is the New Living, so I put it here when I looked it up. I liked the amplified version. Hey, Elizabeth, um, if you remain in me, you guys know this, and my words remain in you, all right? And then in, I love the little like parenthesis things that they do in um, the amplified, stretches it out a little bit in your thoughts. That is, if we are vitally united and my message lives in your heart. So we have to know the nature of our God. What is the message of Jesus? Has he come to heal? Has he come to give us life and more abundantly? Has he come so you can have fruit, lasting fruit? Has he come so you can live prosperous, not just in heaven, but on this earth, yes. That's why he's come. It says, greater works you will do when I go to be with my father, when he, when he ascends up into heaven. So it says, ask, okay? Ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. My father is glorified and honored by this. Of course he is. Because when he does something and shows up for us, what do we do? Testimony time. Do you know what my Jesus did? Do you know what he provided? Do you know what, how he healed my body? Do you know what he did for my friend? Do you know what he gave me? Do you know, you know what I mean? Like in a time of famine, I never lacked. In a time when the world was going through sickness and disease, I never got sick. In a world, okay, that says something. That says something. And people are like, that's why I'm a big believer on representing Jesus well. Because you have to think of it. I ask this at all my women's meetings. I will ask them. I'll say, do people want to know the Jesus you serve? Do you portray Jesus as somebody that they want to? Or do they see a woman who's whiny, who's naggy, who can't get along with her husband, who's always exhausted and annoyed at her kids and wants to give her kids constantly to someone else to watch and this and that. And are, are you that person? Are you that woman? Or is, is that how you're portraying the Jesus? No, we should look right. We should talk right. We should have the joy. We should be a solid rock and peace in situations when everyone else is going crazy. Even if you're battling in that moment, something within your family, with your kids, with your husband or, or, or whatever in that moment, how are you during the storm? So I always ask people, I say, do you represent somebody who wants to come and be like, who is this Jesus that you serve? Okay. So it says, my father is glorified and honored by this. 
when you bear much fruit and prove yourselves to be my true disciples. Think about it. Be someone of prayer. It's everybody has to work at it. Everybody has to work at it. I, I, I may be a preacher, but I have to work at it. Like I told you, I don't wake up at Cinderella every day and, and, and you know, get up and my nightgown twirls in my room and I'm like, oh, I just, no. Sometimes I have to be like, listen, flesh down, you're gonna go pray, you're gonna go read, you're gonna go receive from what God has for you. And that's, that's what mature Christians do. So it, it's not that, you know, you're listening and you're like, well, Carolyn, she always wants to do that. No, no, I don't. And there you go. <laughs> but I put away those selfish desires and I step out. And when you do, he can use you. When you do, he's open to, hey, I'm listening to her. When you do, there's fruit. There's the blessings of God that, um, <laughs> Liz, <laughs> that, that um, uh, you know, that it will come upon your life. Um, so specific, that's what we're going to finish up with today is that's what we're going to end this last few days. And I told you, prayer doesn't end on day 22 uh, of, of, you know, we, we hit day 21 of our prayer and fasting. Now day 22 and everything just goes back to, I don't have devotions. I don't spend time with the Lord. I only go to church on Sunday. No, we're going past this. We're pressing in. This is a year of transformation, Right. I mean, listen, people can say whatever they want. People can say the word transformation the entire year and nothing happens for them. No breakthroughs, no, no uh, favor, no nothing. It, it, it's not just saying it, okay? You, you, you can say things all the time, but there's a connection. You know, when, they talk, when he talks about in, in Mark, it's saying and believing, okay? It's saying and believing. I could say the word transformation. Someone could say, the, a heathen could say transformation. Doesn't mean they're gonna get saved this year. So just saying something, but you guys that have been pressing in, that have been joining us in this fast, who have been going after it, I truly know this is gonna be a year of transformation for you because you're, you're, you're setting yourself different than everybody else. You're setting your time different, your thoughts different, your beliefs are going into another level of greatness, of great faith. You're not gonna be down here anymore where uh, Jesus says, oh, ye of little faith. <laughs> He's gonna say, whoa, you of great faith. And then we're gonna be praying and things are gonna happen drawn to you faster. Prayers answered quickly, you know, things that you're believing for in your life, we're gonna hold in our hand a lot faster because it gets God's work done and then we can move on to the next assignment that he has for us. All right. Um, Matthew 20, I'm gonna stop here in Matthew 20 because I wanted to show you this little story real quick of being specific when you tell Jesus things that you want. Because it's not that he doesn't know what you want, okay? Because look, listen to this. Jesus heals two blind men. Uh, Matthew 20, verse 29. As Jesus and the disciples left the town of Jericho, a large crowd followed behind. Two blind men were sitting beside the road. When they heard that Jesus was coming that way, they began shouting, Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. Be quiet. Of course, all the, the religious people. Be quiet. The crowd yelled at them. That's just how I feel like all religious people sound, like nasal and congested. <laughs> so if I ever see, like, are you a religious person? You sound nasal and congested. <laughs> um, uh, but they only shouted louder. Lord, son of David, have mercy on us. So you got two blind men. P 
people are going to shut you down. People are going to tell you, eh, prayer, only good when you need something. Eh, prayer, only need it when you need to do this. Be quiet. God's busy. He's, he's working over here. You know, you've got a hangnail and this person's got a report of cancer and dying. You're not that important. You know, this is what's going to happen. People are going to try to quiet you down as you're calling upon the name of the Lord and saying, Lord, take note of me. Pay attention to me. I am calling on your name, which they did. Son of David, calling on the name of the Lord. Okay, but look, when Jesus heard them, what did he do? He kept walking. He said, here's my um, information. Here's my card. Reach me at my website. Send an email. And then I'll let my office staff, you know, know that you're writing in. And then we'll set up an appointment and I'll get back with you. That, that's just how some people think. That's just how some people really believe Jesus operates, right? Okay, so... When Jesus heard them, he stopped and called. Now, you think Jesus didn't know that they were blind? Okay. One, he's Jesus. <laughs> Two, blind people are noticeably blind. Just putting that out there. Okay. There are sticks. Sometimes it's, it's to help when they walk. Um, uh, a lot, a lot of times their eyes do not look the same as someone who can see. It, it can be really clouded over or you don't see the pupil. Sometimes they're just closed. I'm sure back then, um, if they didn't, if they, you know, their eyes were clouded over and stuff, I'm sure they like tied uh, cloth and things around, kind of like a bandana around their eyes. You know, so it's noticeable. Jesus knew their issue. He knew. So when you go before the Lord specifically in prayer, you're not blindsiding him going, uh, <laughs> they're not blindsiding, you know, Jesus. And he's like, wait a second. That's what you wanted this whole time? <laughs> like you stumped the Lord. Hmm, I don't know if I can do that for you. I'm going to have to check on this. No, that is not how the Lord operates. He wanted to see, listen, I'm going to meet you at your faith. I'm going to see what you want. Because if they were blind and they yelled out, Lord, I need money. You know what I mean? They didn't want healing. They, they didn't care about being blind. He wants to know, Specifically, what are you believing for? He wants to know specifically, how can I help you? He asks, not because he doesn't know. He wants to know, hey, where's your faith at? What are you believing for? What can I attach to that you have as a firm foundation that we can see manifest in your life? Amen. I feel that. Amen. Say it. All right. They said, Lord, they said, we want to see. And right there, what was it? Jesus, it said he felt compassion. And what did he do? He healed them. It said he touched their eyes. And what? Instantly. Didn't have to wait. Didn't have to see it next year. It was a miracle. Now, listen. Do not get discouraged if that's you and you're saying, listen, I want a healing in my body. Miracles happen instantly. The working, the, the healing, there's progression of healing. Do not get discouraged. You just hang on to your, your word. You hang on to your belief. You hang on to your faith and say, listen, I'm not letting go of this until I see what God has promised me. But be encouraged when you hear this type of stories and messages in the Bible is that, yes, Jesus is going to answer when you call every time 
He never hits a decline button. He never tells you to wait. He never tells you, hold on. He always answers when you call. But a lot of times we're not calling. We're not calling. We're just given a list of I wants. We're not going before him with praise and thanksgiving. We're not going into his court. We're not entering into his presence. We're just saying, here's a list, Lord. Here's my outline of things I want. And, and here you go. Nope. There is a way to go about this. And, and you're going to make him notice you as you confuse your enemies by your praise. You thank him for what you have and what you're going to have. And then you're specific in your prayer, in your prayer. Prayer is always based upon God's word. We have to align our words up with his word. I love in the Bible, it says what? What I send out goes forth and it doesn't return void, right? Right? So I always tell people, if something didn't come back, God's word is not a lie. If something, there was a void there, it's because we didn't speak the word. We didn't send out the right word to get back the right answer. So when your prayer is based upon God's word, we have to line up our words with his word. Our words have to be lined up with his word. Jeremiah 23, 19, it says he's always watching over his word to perform it. He's ready, guys. He is able. He's on the edge of his seat saying, here I am, but... Just like in any relationship, we need to spend time with him. We need to let him know, I love you. You are number one in my life. I love to be in your presence. I want your anointing. It breaks every yoke. It breaks every issue. It, 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 the washing of the word, the Bible says, we should be washing our mind, washing us out. It should be cleansing us daily. And so what are we asking God for during this fast. And that's, you know, I'm not saying that's something that you have to um, put in the comments, but you guys, as soon as I said that, something popped into your mind, whether it be your family, your kids, for a spouse, for a job, for a move, for a house, for financial increase, whatever it is um, that you're believing for, we gotta remember we pray to obey, we pray to hear, we don't just pray to get. We'll, we'll get what we're praying for, but we have to keep that in the forefront of our mind. We pray to obey, right? And we pray to hear. The receiving will come. The receiving will come. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this word. Thank you for each and every person that's watching today, not by mistake, Lord, as I'm here joining my faith with them, Lord, as we're pressing in for these 21 days of fasting and time with you, we've set it aside. You see that we've set everything else aside and we're asking you, Lord. One, we're entering your courts with praise and thanksgiving. Thank you, Lord, for all that you are doing for us. Thank you for all that we have. Thank you for a roof over our head. Thank you for a place to sleep. Thank you for a car to drive. Thank you for everything that's in our life for it comes from you. Thank you, Lord, for our children. Thank you that they're healthy, wealthy, wise, and full of the Holy Ghost. Thank you that things in this world cannot torment them, can, can, cannot come near them. Thank you, Lord, that they are, are protected in every situation. No calamity, no destruction will ever be their story in the mighty name of Jesus. For Satan has no access, no access. We've drawn a line in the sand. Hallelujah. We've put a boundary line around our home, around our things, around our family, around our stuff, and there's no access. You are not permitted on our territory. We've served notice on the enemy today. Father God, thank you for our family, our immediate family, ones we're calling in, ones that may have walked away from the Lord. I ask you now to put somebody in their path, put someone in the path, Lord, to direct them back to you. For the seed, the seed that they've been around their whole life that's been deposited into them, 
is going to be watered. Lord, I send out angels now, Holy Spirit, to arrest them and bring them back. Bring wayward children back. Bring nieces and nephews back. Bring grandchildren back in the mighty name of Jesus. Let this be a transformation year for our families, a transformation year for our households. Father God, thank you as we're calling in spouses, as we're saying, Lord, send me a Holy Ghost, mighty man of valor, Father God, someone who will put you first, someone who's strong, someone who will lead the family, someone who is generous and kind and loving. Father God, for, for men believing for wives, thank you, Lord, that you're sending helpmates to these men, Lord. Helpmates, someone who's going to hold up their husband, who's going to be a help, who's going to be an encourager, who's going to be full of the anointing, who's going to run her house well, who's going to set the tone for joy and peace and love and patience. Thank you, Lord, for transformation in marriages, ones who are married, who are saying, listen, I'm not happy or this is not the way it's supposed to be or I'm married to somebody who isn't on the same page as me as loving the Lord and putting him first. I ask you now, Lord, to go out and arrest their hearts. Let the wives that are full of the Holy Ghost, let the husbands that are full of the Holy Ghost be such a great witness in that family that the anointing is felt, that joy is felt, that love is felt, that it causes a complete turnaround in their spouse. That is, it causes them to question and say, what is different about you? What is it? Because I want what you have. Thank you, Lord. There's nothing too hard for you. There's nothing too difficult that you cannot do. So any situation in a family that seems like I don't have any idea how it's going to turn around, how it's going to look, Lord, let peace saturate their mind. Let peace come over them. Let them be filled with joy. Let them laugh in the face of the enemy because it's not us to figure it out. For you have given us, Lord, authority over these situations. You've given us the keys. You've given us the ability to speak life, to walk by faith. And Lord, I ask you now that you keep us strong as we're doing these spiritual battles. You keep us mighty that we are not victims. We are victorious in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you now for ones who are sick in their body, dealing with issues, organs, diseases, the common cold, anything that's an ailment, anything that, uh, that, that makes our faith offended. Father God, I ask for the healing virtue to flow from the top of their head to the very tip of their toe in the name of Jesus, for the washing of the word, to cleanse their blood, to cleanse anything that's in them that's not supposed to be. Lord, you are the creator of of our entire being. So you have spare parts. I ask you for ones that need new organs, that Lord, you replace them. There's nothing too hard. You are a creative God. You can do the impossible. You've asked us to believe and we believe. We stand together in faith and in unity in the mighty name of Jesus. I rebuke the enemy. I rebuke Satan. He has no authority for you've given us out of Luke 10, 19. You said we have all authority over the enemy. So he has no place in our life. Sickness and disease is not of a child of God. We have the healing bread. The healing bread belongs to the children. The healing bread, Lord, belongs to the children. I ask you now that each day a fresh bread is made for us. Fresh miracles, fresh healing, a fresh word, fresh revelation, Father God. Nothing stale, but everything new, everything new that you've provided for us, we call it in as ours in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for ones who are watching, believing for jobs, believing for doors to open, that as you shut what they have to open a new one, that it be the best they've ever seen, that it be the best provision for their family, that it walks in favor, that the people at their new job hold their head and so confused and be like, what is it? How did she get that? How did he get here? 
but it's by the favor of God and another opportunity to turn someone to you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for our right standing that we walk with you. Thank you for your blessings. And Lord, as we stand together in unity and in faith, what we're believing for in these next four days during prayer and fasting, I believe that even if they have not seen it yet, by the time we meet again on Sunday at seven, Lord, I will see testimonies. I will receive testimonies from ones watching. Thank you, Jesus, as we join our faith together. We love you, Lord. You're so good to us. You're our healer, our deliverer, our comforter, our, our, our help in trouble, our savior, Lord. There's none like you. Your name is above every name. And we call upon the name of Jesus today. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, 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 amen. I was like singing last night. Um, oh, that blesses me, Liz. That blesses me. Um, I love you, Tracy. I'll see you in Georgia. Um, I was singing last night and Ted's like, well, how about I go in and play and you just sing all your favorite worship songs? I was like, well, we could do that. I'm not sure anyone would appreciate my singing, but um, I'm so glad you guys hung out with me today. And uh, if you, it's, it, I'll just leave it as, thank you for being with me today. And, and when you don't feel like doing something and you step out and do it, he always shows up when you brag about him. I can tell you that right now. Um, yep, that's good, Maddie. But I love you guys. I can't believe it's Wednesday. We're on the last few days. Um, I'll see you on Friday. Hey, if there is a broadcast um, that you'd like me to cover, that you feel like, you know, hey, I'd, I'd like for her to speak on this, um, send it to me. I'll look it over and maybe by even Friday. That's right, Jessica, it's marvelous. It's marvelous. Um, and you know, I can even maybe even touch it on Friday or, or next week on Wednesday, but I love hearing from you. I love wanting to know what is it you're believing God for? What is it you're like, listen, I need help in this area. What is it? Um, you know, because we need each other. I love you guys so much and I'll see you on Friday in the afternoon and Ted will be back tonight at nine and Stay strong, got a few more days, get your juice. I'm a little over broth, so we're gonna work it out with, with juices again before we end. But I love you guys and have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you on Friday.